Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have Matt Paul on the podcast who runs Paul Family Financial. Now, reading Matt's story, it's one that really resonates with me because he felt that his income was controlled by somebody else and he wasn't really keen on it. So when he was made redundant in May last year, so during a pandemic, and his partner worked for the same company as well, he decided to set up his own business and rely on nobody but himself. And out of this, his Paul Family Financial was born with the beautiful slogan, let our family look after yours, which I think is lovely, really nice, strong, strong branding. Now, if you add into that homeschooling with three children, setting up a new business from scratch and having no pubs open, which I'm sure Matt's been disappointed about, (laughs) it's a mean feat in itself. So I'm really excited to learn how he's done it, but also to discuss any mistakes he's made along the way so anybody can learn from them. So thanks very much, mate, for coming on. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Busy morning we were speaking about before we came on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, crazy in the mortgage market and the property market at the minute, so... Yeah, and with Rishi yesterday, he's trying to extend it, isn't he? Yeah, the rumours flying around that he's going to look at a six-week extension, so we're still waiting to see whether that will happen, what the terms will be, if it put people in the process already, have you got to be at a certain point in the process? So, yeah, we're expecting that on the um, the 3rd of March when when he does the budget. Yeah, well, we've got that to come as well, haven't we? Yeah, that's waiting, it. Waiting for VAT to go up. I think that's yeah, yeah, else. <laughs> 50% VAT and uh, taxed yeah. on petrol, booze and fags. Yeah. That's what's coming, isn't it? <laughs> so I wanted to kick off the, the podcast with something quite hard hitting, which I don't normally do. But last year, 23rd of May, when you and your partner told you was going to be redundant from the company, what, what was that day like for you? It was... Uh... It was a very strange day. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'd, we'd been at the old company for, well, I was there nearly four years. Jenny was there too, just over two years. So, you know, we were doing what we needed to do at that company. Got the email to say that, you know, they were looking at the options and they weren't going to continue with the business and they were making it redundant. So, you know, we, yeah, it was it was an interesting, a very interesting day. A couple of beers in the garden to, to let it <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, you know, we had a few options to consider. And then out of the back of it, one stood above all the rest. And, you know, we, we've always wanted to run our own business and do it for ourselves. We thought, do you know what? If we can do it now, let's let's do it and give it a go. Oh, and how did you come up with, was it because it's you and your partner that you came up with the idea of the, the family, family business? Yeah, you know, we were, we were racking our brains for the company name for, for a good couple of weeks, really. And, you know, we, we, we had all sorts, Matt's mortgages, Matthew's mortgage services, you know, there was, there was all sorts nipping around and we just couldn't, just didn't feel right, to be honest. Yeah. And one day Jenny came up with, what about Pool Family Financial? And as soon as she said it, I thought, yes, we're all just about that. That was it. Yeah, it just, that was it. That was it. I just knew that was the one straight away. We've got our three boys. We're all about family. You know, and the slogan, like you say, let our family look after yours, that just felt absolutely spot on for what we want to sort of convey and what we're all about. 
exactly. And I suppose it's really good. It lends itself to the protection side of things because I was reading on your on your website about why you're so passionate about the protection side of the business as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I did a post on LinkedIn recently actually where we lost our dad twenty two thousand nine. It was and um, my son. He, my eldest son, he'd just been born in the October. Yeah. It's a really weird story about my dad because the day my son was born, the 3rd of October, 2009, that was the day my son started, my, my dad started feeling ill. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we, we went for a carving the night before and he just thought he'd have some dodgy green beans and he had heartburn <laughs> from it. <laughs> so he's like, oh, these bloody green beans. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he started feeling ill that, that day. And um, a few weeks later, a few tests and that, diagnosed with, with cancer in the esophagus mid-november end of december 20th of december he passed away years old yeah and it was a really really tough time for for everybody really uh, but the saving grace was about three months before he got diagnosed well three months before he got he started feeling ill they actually put a life insurance policy in place oh, right and that that saved me mum really you know so it from experience in the past, you just don't know what's around the corner. Anything can happen at any time. If you're not insured, now now's the time to do it. If you're young, fit and healthy, you don't know what's around the corner. So yeah, it's, it's a big passion of mine. So you know, yeah. the mortgage debt is the first thing that we, you know, clients want sorting. But off the back of that, protecting the debt and keeping the house is, is ultimately the main thing as well. Because the last thing you want to worry about if anything happens to you is bloody money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think about it, but it's what it comes down to at the end of the day, yeah. And it's protecting your family. And that's why I think the name lends the way that you tell that story on your website and talk about how important it is. The family financial really lends itself perfectly to yeah. those yeah. kind of stories, doesn't it? It does. So, it's it's a lo- lovely name. And you can do so much with it, can't you? And that's, I'm going to, we're going to talk a bit about, well, a lot about your social media a bit further on in the podcast because you are, you do upload photos of your family and it really resonates with the name of the company. So I'm excited to get into that. But how did you start off getting into the mortgage world, Matt? Yeah, so funnily enough, I, you know, when, when you're at school and they're saying you should do this, that and the other, you don't have a clue what you want to do. Yeah. So straight out of school, did my A-levels and I went to university to do computer programming. So something yeah, right. different. At the time, you know, you're a young lad, you think, oh, computers, that's the way forward. There's lots of money in that, so I'll, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to university, lasted six months, could not do it, couldn't get my head around it. I really so, do. you know what, I've got to Christmas, it was hardly six months, really. I got to Christmas and thought, you know what, <laughs> it's not for me, this. So, yeah, came home from there. I was up in Sheffield. Came home from there, got a job working at Tesco on the beer, wines and spirits aisle when I first come back, six yeah. months or so. And then went through a recruitment agency and I got a job working at a Miss All Endowment Claims company. So oh, right. all endowment claims, endowment policies, they were all missold, bad advice. There was payouts left, right and centre. And they were attached to an interest-only mortgage, basically. And it was leaving customers thousands of pounds short on the mortgage for what they were promised in the early days. So, you know, with the way interest rates went, early 90s and what have you. So that got me into mortgages in the first place, really. And I was sort of 19, 20 then. And I knew that wasn't going to last forever because Miss Holland Diamonds, they had, a, they had a time frame on them. Once they were done, that was it. You know, I'm yeah. sure PPI and all that came on the scene then. But I thought, do you know what? Mortgages, I've got an interest in it now. So 
why don't I do my qualifications in it? So took it on myself to do my qualifications, paid about a grand to do a course, um, face-to-face, which was brilliant, fast-track course, passed the exams in March 2008, so 21, qualified <laughs> advisor. Just, just as the crash comes, yeah. <laughs> when that happened, so, you know, the, the course I did, there was, there was an option of a self-employed role at that time. Yeah. It just didn't, it just wasn't right because of the credit crunch, it just hit, and I thought, God, what, what am I going to do now? Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to get into mortgages. I had my qualification, but a lot of places at the time wanted that experience because of what was going on in the industry, which is fair enough, to be honest, you know. You all wanted to be a competent advisor status, which you've got to be doing the job to get to that stage firstly. So it was really tough, actually. So I then got a job working at Britannia Bill Society, November 2008. And I knew from there I had to work my way up. So I started on the more on the counter, dealing with cash in, cash out, generating leads for other advisors in the in the in the network. And it sort of grew from there, really. So I did get a mortgage advisor role with the bank. Um, and that was around 2010, I think it was. And even then, I just I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. Really? So I gave up, yeah. I think it lasted about a year and I said it's not for me. And I gave up. So then I went to be on to be a, an assistant branch manager with the bank. A couple of years doing that, build my confidence, bit of experience in, in that sort of industry, and then I went back to mortgages with the bank back in uh, back in March two thousand and fourteen. It was so oh, right. I with the bank did it again. Knew I wanted to move on and not do it through a bank because you're tied to one lender. If the rates are rubbish, you, you know you, you're not going to sell it to anybody. To be honest. And then my main break came in the September of 2014 when I got my first job as a mortgage broker. And that was working for a company based in Derby, traveling around, dealing with debt consolidation, remortgage cases. And I loved it. And I thought, yeah, this is it. This is the right time then, I suppose. Isn't that funny that you tried it? I've never had anybody on a podcast that's tried it once, gone away from it and then come back to it. Yeah, I knew knew long term it was one I wanted to do. But again, it was just the timing of it, really. Yeah, and then when my my wife had Alfie, our youngest son, in the January of 2016, so I was doing this job, working from home, traveling around, <clears throat> and I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> having a newborn at home, Jenny at home, yeah. I got used to having that space because the other two were at school. I even had time to play FIFA every now and again. On the, on the <laughs> it's willpower, isn't it, when you're working from home? Yeah. It's like I could have a cheeky game, or I could submit this application. <laughs> So, you know, I knew that was it then. And I thought, yeah, I'm earning more money than I was at the bank. I'm doing what I want to do. It just felt right then. Felt right to do it, yeah. Yeah, and then October 2016, that's when I joined Edison Wells. And, you know, we had a, we had a great opportunity there to, to sort of come in with a, with a startup and build a business with the guys. Um, you know, we, we were there nearly four years. And ultimately, it didn't work out, unfortunately, but... It's led us to where we are today, and you know, so grateful for what they gave us that, that platform to give us an social media and grow that side of it. And you know, that's that's how we got to where we are today. Really, yeah. it's still early days, obviously. You know, there's a long way to go. We've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline we want to do, but having the three kids at home, it's. Uh, I can imagine it's tough, yeah, homeschooling. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to touch on that because this is something that we spoke about before before I started recording was when you're, when the company, and I like the way that you talk about your old company, that they gave you the opportunity. It's a lot of people could be quite bitter about that, having been very redundant, but you've seen it as a, it was a stepping stone to get to where I am now. But when you, 
when that company had finished and you started up your company and started speaking to clients in the local area, what you built up such a personal brand at that company that they thought that was already your company, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah, you know, so LinkedIn was where I've grown my, my, my network, really. Yeah. That's the main part of it, really. You know, in, whenever I speak to people now who knew me before, I've started up on my own. Yeah, you know, say, oh, I've got my redundant set up on my own now. And they'll just say, well, oh, we thought that company was your own anyway. And, <laughs> you know, I was the face of it, obviously, which, again, is standing me in good stead to to be where we are today. It's given us sort of a platform to, to push our business forward probably quicker than from the standing start, really, because we've got that that sort of presence and we're, we're there in, in, in the um, social media and everything, yeah. And this is a big thing that I talk about, and I'm glad you've come on because you're the perfect example. And I don't think I've actually spoken to anybody that has been the face of another business and set up on their own. So I say to people that it doesn't matter what company you're working for. It doesn't matter about the name above the door. People buying to you as a person on social media or in business, doesn't matter where you work, they're always going to follow you. And you're the perfect example of you built up a personal brand whilst working for another company. Yeah. which now has led to the success of Paul Family Financial, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, and people know you for what you do. And exactly, for you as a person. In the background, really, yeah. Obviously, we're promoting the business more now because it's more family-orientated and it's got my name above the door. So, you know, people will associate that together naturally anyway now. But, yeah, it's um, put yourself out there and build a business for yourself and your, your personal brand. It's You, very you never know what's going to happen, do you? Yeah, that's it. And what would you say, being a mortgage broker, running the business, what's the best part of being a mortgage broker? Best part is definitely, by a mile, is is just helping people. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for me, I've been in that situation before where I've tried to buy my first home. My first home I bought on a shared ownership basis, so I know the nightmare that that can be. Mm -hmm. House, I know the process of that, and it's it's it can be so stressful. You know, even in the industry and doing what I do, we moved house just over two years ago and it was an absolute nightmare. All the side was fine, but it's all the legal stuff. And we were dealing with vendors who weren't very, um, you know, very savvy with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sociable, right? Yeah. Well, I say sociable, but it's more in line with the process more than anything. You know, we were trying to get to a point and they were very laid back about it and, it was just turned out being a nightmare. So I understand what people are going through. I understand how I can get people through that process and get them to where they want to be. And the biggest thing for me is when you get a case, I've, had, I've done loads in the past where, you know, people have come to me and said, I can't get a mortgage. People have tried before, but they can't get me a mortgage. So I'll say, right, well, let me look at it. I've got access to, you know, 70 odd lenders. We've got people who deal with adverse lending. We've got people, lenders who deal with this, that and the other. Yeah. Let's just have a look at it. And the, the best feeling you can ever get is when you get a mortgage offer for somebody who thought they couldn't get a mortgage. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll celebrate it as if I'm getting a mortgage <laughs> myself. I like one that I'm celebrating, like, <laughs> going to the final summit. <laughs> that, that job satisfaction from that, just knowing that I've done a job for my clients is going to change their life. Yeah. It's just an amazing feeling. That's that's the best by a mile. Turn, turning somebody's mood around well their whole life really isn't it because yeah. they could be sat in sat in a house that maybe isn't theirs yeah renting and thinking that they can never move out and another thing we do as well obviously you know with, with the family connections we understand that people are busy so we make it as easy as possible for clients to do business with as well so we've got whatsapp we have a portal online now facebook messenger 
you know, we, we just make it as easy as possible as well. And one of the biggest things that we've done as well is turning people's finances from a negative into a positive. So a big thing we're all about is saving families money as well. Mm-hmm. Debt consolidation is a big area of that. So we, we, we've helped clients in the past where we've saved them literally hundreds of pounds a month where they, could, they thought they couldn't do it, hundreds of pounds a month in the bank. They can save thousands of pounds on the interest overall on a mortgage. So, you know, that satisfaction of putting someone in a much better position than they were previously, it's just amazing. It's just an amazing feeling, yeah. You just, I suppose you'd love to do that all day, every day, instead of yeah. filling out paperwork and doing all the, the admin stuff. If you could just sit there all day, every day, doing That's those it. conversations, you, you can tell from the passion in your voice the way that you speak about it. Well, as soon as the kids are back at school and Jenny can do the admin, that'll be me all day, every day, yeah. yeah all day, every day. So yeah. you talk about all the positives, um, running the business, how well it's going. Have you made any big mistakes or thought I could have done that differently in the last, well, it's only been 10 months, I suppose, you've been running it. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're learning all the time, to be honest. So there's, every day is a learning day, to be honest. You know, really? so always things that pop up, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, could have done that better. You know, so we're, we're on that journey ourselves every day, to be honest. You know, we, yeah. We've got loads of plans in the pipeline of what we want to do. And it's getting to that point where we're confident enough to, to do it, really. You know, so I think no, never any regrets. Never any regrets in what you do because, you know, if something doesn't work, you, mo- you learn from it and you move on from it. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things we're working on at the minute is to promote ourselves more on social media. We know we need to do more on it. You know, we need to find that time to... I think one of the things at the minute is to have help. So I'm not doing it all on my own between me and Jenny with Jenny with the kids and that. So, you know, we possibly could hire a, a virtual PA or another admin part-time or whatever, you know, so we're working towards that, but it's... It's finding the time, I suppose, at the minute. Like you said, it's, it's yeah. just a very busy time for mortgage brokers at the moment, isn't it? But what you're going to do is make... Sorry. We don't know the way the market's going to go in the um, after the stamp duty break either, you know. So yeah, it's it's all time and do, do you wait till that's settled down, see how the market is? Do you take the plunge now? And if, if it doesn't work out, you've got to let somebody go, you know. So there's all these things in the background that you you're always thinking and trying to plan ahead. Yeah. Even my brother, my brother's in the army at the minute, and he's going through his CMAT qualifications as well. Oh, he's saying. He wants to work for us, which which is great. You know, another, another pool <laughs> to come so in. Properly, a proper family business then, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, my other brother works in complaints. Uh, he's in pensions now, so he's got a financial background. <laughs> my other brother, he started a business during the pandemic. He got maybe done it as well last year. You know, so he's big on social media as well. So we could have a right machine behind us in there. I was going to say, imagine Christmas dinner 2021. It's just going to be talking about all your cases. You're all going to be working and you're going to be like, ah, Mr. Smith, I didn't submit his case last week. Or I've got to get a quota for life out for Mrs. Smith. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So what, when you talk about social media, because it is, it's time, isn't it? It's, it's having the time to do it, but which platform do you find most effective for your business and generating leads? Yeah. So LinkedIn is the, is the main one for me from a personal point of view. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from, from a LinkedIn point of view, I'm all about my personal journey on LinkedIn and what I can do and what I can what I can help people with. I very rarely actually sell anything on LinkedIn. It's all about me, my journey, my family. Um, I did a post a couple of weeks ago now about being made redundant and setting up on our own, and it just went, the, the post went crazy. It's had 
just short of 250,000 views, I think, three and a half thousand. 250,000? Yeah, 3,500 3, likes or whatever, 500 odd comments on it. And off the back of that, I think I booked in about 10 appointments so far off the back of that. Wow. It just shows one powerful post like that can generate a lot of interest. You know, we won't be able to help everybody now who's got in touch with us, but it's getting that, getting our name out there and getting in, set of, in front of that many sets of eyes. Yeah. Having a tagline on your bio. So, you know, my, my tagline on LinkedIn is to help business owners to get a mortgage they deserve by using the net profit of the business rather than the personal income. And that straight away jumps out to people think, well, what's he on about? Yeah. I'm a business owner. I'm taking a modest salary and dividend. Can I use my business profits? And it just generates a bit of interest that way. So I think tying it all in together and relating it to, you know, what, what you're doing, how you can help people. So LinkedIn's been the main one for me from a, from a personal point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, again, it's all about getting my story out there and promoting myself and what we do. Facebook as well has been good for us as well. So that's more from a, from a business point of view. You know, we, we post a lot on the business page on there and I'll share it down on my personal page. Um, and we're, we're quite active in the local groups on Facebook as well. Oh, good. So, you know, where, where you've got your buy, sell and recommend groups where people jump on there or can somebody recommend a mortgage broker and we get tagged so many times on these groups and it's it's great you know it, it, know, it makes me feel good at knowing we're doing a good job because people are recommending us and they wouldn't recommend if we're, if we're doing shit obviously yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so we must be doing something right there and then you know the more people that comment on that and recommend us the more followers we got on our page then even if the person who's done the post doesn't get in touch with us the amount of people that see it that are tagging us in that it's, it's just brilliant to be honest so yeah facebook and linkedin are the main ones my wife's getting she she's currently going through a fitness journey on tiktok so she's going to following on tiktok at the minute oh, wicked. working out how we can incorporate our business into tiktok and whether that can work you know so we're always looking at different angles so linkedin facebook are the main ones mm-hmm. that we're sort of the next researching yeah yeah and what I love on LinkedIn and what I'll do is I'll put the um, link to your that post on LinkedIn in the show notes so people can people can go and see that post because it is you've got like 400 comments on there as you said 3,600 likes that is quite a personal thing and you share a lot of personal what I love is I love the one about you talk about your goals I'm, I'm going to do something like that that's something I've learned from it and really just be just be yourself even yeah. more how important do you think it is to be personal on, on the likes of LinkedIn? Yeah, very, very important. You yeah. know, if you're just posting things, oh, I can do this, that and the other, you know, and it's it's just generic. It's, it's not making you yeah. stand out from anybody else. Everybody else is doing that, you know. The thing I see with a lot of mortgage brokers, especially is, you know, I can, I can do this, that and the other, get in touch if you want a quote or get in touch, see how I can help you, you know. But for me, I'm all about, me as a person, you know, and yeah. I can relate to certain people and that will then get people to know me. Hopefully, you know, not everyone will like me, obviously, but people will know, like, and trust me then off the back of that. Mm-hmm. And I'll give the clients the confidence then to get in touch and say, oh, I saw your post on this, that, and the other. Can you help me with this? Or, you know, and it's, it's, it's very powerful, very powerful. I'll, I'll drop the old business post now, industry updates, you know, the, the stamp duty thing's a big thing at the minute where keeping people up to date with that sort of stuff. So anything that's relevant right now in the industry I'll, I'll always share that to, to help educate people on that as well yeah um, i think the personal stuff is 
is the way I do it and you know it, it does work and it's it's very very powerful and you know I, mean, I, I want to share my story I want to get out there what I'm all about and me as a person what I like what I don't like and I want to work with people like me you know so that will and yeah. when I talk about the personal posts if you listen to the po- well you're obviously listening to the podcast but what you want to do is go go on to onto Matt's LinkedIn page and you'll see the post that reached three and a half thousand sorry had three and a half thousand likes was a photo of the office at the bottom of his garden and him sat on a sofa nothing fancy just a bit personal the net there's another one on there with you with a pint of beer talking about your personal goals there's a photo of you dropping the kids off at, sc- at school and walking through the gates during like I think when they went back to school after the lockdown that is that those there's nothing to do with the business whatsoever there do you know what I mean but it does it resonates with people because it's real life situations yeah yeah and if people are interested you know if if people like what they see they can go on my profile Mm -hmm. see from there exactly what I do then yeah you don't have to shout about it almost do you yeah and you know once you start building that following and once you start getting that network behind you then you, you, your profile grows anyway naturally you yeah. know you don't need to shout about your business you know obviously we, we like to say what we do and all that but the personal stuff is the way that i'll be going with it in the future to be honest definitely and that resonates with your brand you find yeah. the worst thing that you could do is be really personal on social media then when somebody actually phones you up for an appointment it's really regimented and corporate and yeah. people are yeah. going to go who's this guy I've yeah. <laughs> for six weeks and he's not a six months he's not chatty he doesn't yeah. want to talk to me about my family he just wants to get the mortgage out of me so speaking to you as a person here compared to your linkedin it's it's always the same you just continue yeah. throughout all the channels aren't you leads me perfectly onto facebook because you started doing quite a few videos on facebook didn't you what made you do videos and did you did you have fear to do them at the beginning yeah well videos was the guys at the old company pushed me into it. How are they? Yeah, yeah, you know, so they, they're they big on social media and generating leads through social media, the old company. So they then were big on doing this and getting into it before everybody else started doing it, you know. So when we started doing it, we started doing it, I think it was about, about two years ago now, I think it was. So, you know, we did it for a while, really. And I think it was having the, the confidence to do it first and first, you know, obviously the first few were shocking like yeah. anybody's are. <laughs> uh, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's just having that confidence to say, do you know what? Yeah, let, let's do it. Let's give it a go. And you, you do your practice, you know, you, you the way I used to do it was have a, a loose script really. So some bullet points on there, mm-hmm. bit of a headline. This is what we're going to cover. This is why it may benefit you. Bang, bang, bang. Bit of info in the video as well then. And then an outro to say, you know, hope you like the video, like me on this, follow me on there, subscribe to this, um, you know, and then. So having a loose script is key then, because there's a lot of people out there that almost have this fear of just actually do the first video. And how many takes did your first video take you? Couldn't tell you. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Even now, you know, I've I've not done many recently. Making me a lot down here that I don't want to get myself. That's the main reason at the minute. So again, it's something we, we're going to be doing again more regularly and consistently. Yeah. And once things start easing a little bit with the kids back at school, we'll then have the time to concentrate on this sort of stuff. So I think when you're first starting out doing videos, it's firstly having the courage to do it. Yeah. But, you know, even just filming yourself, talking on camera, filming yourself, getting used to it. It's just, it's just, just that really, yeah. Just, just getting right. used to 
the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get. You know, I remember, it, I remember seeing a really good tip for video if you're starting out is to do it whilst you're walking. Yeah. Because it keeps the conversation flowing. Because if you sat there stationary looking at a camera, you almost want your body to be moving because you're having, yeah. you know what I mean? How many times you're sitting in a mortgage point with your hands by your side? <laughs> you yeah. never do, do you? Whereas when you're on the camera, and they said to start with, start walking and just start recording yourself. It's a good idea, definitely. Yeah. Get yourself yeah. into the, the habit of it, really. Just getting into it, definitely. Yeah, it become, becomes a habit. And, you know, even now when I do them, it takes me bloody ages to, to do them. But Jenny's starting to look at the video editing and the software to use for that. And she, she's just found on Canva, actually, you can do a lot of editing on Canva with TikTok videos and all that. So it's a great yeah. tool, isn't it, Canva? Is that, is that what you use for your posts? Pretty much, yeah. Jenny does a lot of that for the, I mean, for the LinkedIn posts, I'll just, can, you know, I'll just do that myself anyway. You don't yeah. need it editing software for that but for the Facebook posts that we do to promote other businesses and the, the text posts and the picture posts we do on that Jenny does it all yeah all through link all through Canva Brilliant. yeah yeah perfectly leads me I like the way that you're leading me into every question here because you talked know. about <laughs> you talked about then your posts where you mention other businesses and this is one that I've I've seen a few brokers do it, but never really spoken to anybody about it but you're a big fan of tagging local businesses, businesses yeah. in when you're on Facebook, because especially when you had your office built, the bottom of the garden, yeah. you in like the joiners, the companies that really helped you. How does that affect the page and how does it affect engagement or followers? Yeah, well, for us, you know, it, it all comes back to the family tie. Yeah. Pretty much everyone we use is all of a local family run business. So the joiner is one of my, my good mates. The plus was his, was his brother. The electrician was another good mate. Um, you know, so a lot of people that we use are all small local businesses as well. So I think the fact that we can promote them as another local business, mm -hmm. we're all about helping local businesses and helping our friends out and everything. And, you know, it's, it's helping them grow their business as well because we know they do a great job. So for, for ourselves, the engagement is good to go because you get, you get them sharing it, you get their friends sharing it, puts our name in the spotlight as well then. You know, so the more we can do to, to help promote local businesses to us as well, the better better for us as well at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those audiences. But the, yeah. the thing we have I have to make clear, and you've done it perfectly, is your values is family, and that's yes. the way that you want to build the business. So doing things like this, it feeds into your brand values. Now, if you're a big mortgage broker, that's a big want to be a big corporate outfit and you're trying to do this type of thing, it's not going to work because it's not true to your values. It's like some people talk about, yep, supporting local, let's get out there shopping these local restaurants and cafes. And then I see an Instagram, they've uploaded Costa Coffees. <laughs> well, there's no point talking about supporting local if then you're just going to go and pump all your money into, you've got to make sure it's, it's consistent, really. Consistent with your brand. And that's, that's what I never thought about it from that angle. And you're right. You're tagging in local businesses because you're a family run business. You want to yeah. take that money into other businesses, don't you? Yeah, that's it. And, you know, we've, we've got a lot of small business. We, we use on a regular basis. Yeah. We've got cupcake company. We use all the time. Florists, joiners, electricians. They're all local people who have built something for themselves. And, you know, we, we love that. We absolutely love that because it's yeah. what we're about as well. Definitely. And I love working with mortgage brokers like yourself that are want to be well known in their town. 
yeah. it's those type of people that I really like working with because you do have the the brother that can help you out or the sister can share one of your posts. Yeah. Nice yeah. to have that organic growth through people that you know. That's what I love. That's it. So social media as a whole, I, I, I love asking this question is you've got you've got three children. If a parent came to you and said social media is the root of all evil, I need to keep my children off it, what would you say? The valid point for the children. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite a wrong answer. It's just it's interesting to see people's input on it. Ours are a bit young for that at the minute. But, you know, I, I think, especially at the minute, it's keeping people connected more than anything. You know, so I think it's, it's, good, it's good in a way to, to keep people connected and keep people engaged with each other. Uh, but at the same time, you, you can spend too much time on it. So it's, it's having that balance of being on there, mm -hmm. but being on there for the right reasons as well, to be honest. Do you use it personally, social media? Yeah, you know, I've, to be honest, I've got my Facebook page. I don't, I don't post a lot of personal stuff on Facebook, to be honest. No. It's more to share stuff from the business, really. So I'm on Facebook. I'll, I'll scroll through it and all that, see what people are up to. But it's, it's more of a social thing, the, the Facebook side of things. Just so, yeah, LinkedIn's the one where I share all my personal stuff because it's, it's where I feel as though that sort of stuff belongs, really. Yeah. Um, from a professional network, but Facebook, I've got all my mates on there. They, they know they know about me. They know me. I feel as though they don't need to know that side of stuff because they know it already. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe I should start sharing that more because there'll be people who are following the business who won't know about me. You know, so there's all that going on in your, in your mind as well. So how much is too much, and what should you be sharing on what platform? And yeah, it's, it's a good challenge. Try and be everywhere. It was yeah. funny, and it really hit home yesterday. I'm speaking to. Um, a mortgage broker who's got an apprentice and she's I think she's 17 18 and uh, we was talking about her using LinkedIn and getting really into LinkedIn and she she's, she's on Instagram and she turned around to me and said LinkedIn I'm not really quite sure how to use it I said oh it's okay don't worry it's pretty much like Facebook very similar and yeah. she went yeah I don't really get Facebook either and I <laughs> thought whoa wait a minute this is this is somebody who's 18 that doesn't use Facebook so you've got to think, right? We need to shift the audience now. If you think of your company, you've got the next generation of house buyers, yeah. 18, that are going to be in five years' time, hopefully, fingers crossed, buying their first home. Well, yeah, didn't know how to use Facebook. And I thought, whoa, that's crazy. Because my generation, I'm 31. Facebook is it's kind of like second nature, isn't it? You can yeah. Yeah. use it. But to have an 18 or not know how to use a so social media platform, you then think, well, what's going to be next? And it's, it's Instagram, isn't it? It's Instagram and your LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Um, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. That's it. Have you been dancing on there yet, Matt? Not yet. No. <laughs> You'll be on there soon, mate. I've done a couple with my wife in, during lockdown where, you know, it's sort of the parody ones, which are good fun, but yeah. Nothing. <laughs> It'll just shift, though. Like you said, your Jenny, you say, your partner. Yeah, yeah. She's doing a fitness journey on there. Yeah. You've never said 12 months ago that you could use it as a fitness program? No, exactly. Yeah, the these platforms adapt, even LinkedIn. LinkedIn, a couple of years ago, was just purely people who were looking for jobs, recruiters, and yeah. that's so much more sociable now than what it was a couple of years ago. And it will continue to go that way as well, I think. You know, you, you, you see people say about the LinkedIn police and this is the Facebook and all that, but <laughs> rubbish, in it? Just put what you want to put on there and what's going to help you, yeah? What you want to to say that, the Facebook, the, sorry, the LinkedIn police, Probably this time last year when I started to really use it and you get comments on there going, this isn't Facebook. 
yeah. is now that brigade I think has left because they've realised well it is pretty much Facebook now yeah but it's a lot better than Facebook because your organic reach on LinkedIn is a lot bigger yeah. like you say you've put a post out there that's reached a quarter of a million of people yeah it's crazy Never get that on Facebook no no and you're putting it in front of people that are potential customers which is always good yeah. right so social media smash LinkedIn for the last 12 months You've used Facebook to get your, your face out there in terms of video and tagging in local businesses. That's a huge thing. If you're a mortgage broker that really wants to be local, start tagging in local businesses. Yeah. So then we're going to move on to the strategy question, which I always end the podcast with. So we're going to pretend that you've moved to the very north of Scotland. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone and an internet connection. What are the first few things you do to really start generating leads in your business? So for me, it would be posting about it constantly. I'm okay. here. This is what I am. This is who I am. Uh, and I, I think it would be more connecting with local businesses, really. So, you know, keeping that thing going for what we're all about, connect with the local business in that area then. So, you know, that could be accountants who could help the, the, the business owners from that accountancy firm, estate agents. You could get in touch with recruitment agents who deal with tradespeople who have got no sick pay. So oh, okay. I never thought of that. There's so many different sectors you can sort of filter in to help him. So yeah, just put yourself out there, get networking with local businesses, network with local people, and just getting your name known as quickly as possible in an area that you wouldn't be known is, is what I would do, definitely. So tagging in local businesses on Facebook, going to, you know, when you say connect with accountants, do you mean like on a social media or would you go and knock on their door and introduce yourself? Knock on the door, yeah, yeah. And get a meeting with them, you know, explain what you do. Because certainly with the, the accountant side of things and business owners, the amount of people that don't realize you can actually use your business profits for a personal mortgage, it's uh, right. crazy. Yeah. And you find it time and time again where people are taking, you know, obscene salary and dividends just to support a mortgage application. They're paying a massive amount of tax from a personal point of view. When in reality, if they've got a net profit of a business, you can use that as a as an affordability tool from a residential point of view as well. So accountants is the perfect people place to connect with those type of people, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it I know accountants, they'll get asked all sorts. So the first person a, a business would ask generally would be the accountant, can I get a mortgage based on this? <laughs> and you know, very specialist area, obviously. So yeah, I think connecting with local businesses like that, if you're in an area that you know, he's, he's brand using you miles out from where you where you were. Mm-hmm. That would be the way to, for me personally, anyway, you know, they're, they're the type of people that help on a day in, day out basis. So yeah, that'd be the way I do it. Awesome. That's great. I just, I like to speak about that because you're a perfect example. Okay. You had a big, you had a name for yourself in the area, but you started a business from scratch. So you've yeah. got to start, especially with, with three children, you've got to start generating leads straight away, haven't you? That's and then you've successfully done that. So rewind this whole episode go and listen back to it again if you're listening about if you're going to be starting a new a new business no that's awesome mate so before you came on the podcast i asked for a charity that's close to your heart because every guest that comes on i'll donate 10 pound to a charity of your choice so which one have you gone for yeah so i think during lockdown there's been a big thing about mental health so i think you know the perfect one would be the would be the calm charity the, the campaign against living miserably which is a men's mental health charity. So I think that's really relevant. I've never heard of those. Right, I will um, I'll make the donation to them on your behalf. Thank you very much, yeah. 
Awesome. Anything else you want to add? No, just thank you very much for having me. It's been a, been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. No, thanks for coming on, mate. I, I really hope people have got value from this, especially if you are thinking about doing it on your own or you are in that position at the moment, which a lot of people are, where they have been made redundant from companies. And I think Matt's a perfect example. There are brighter days ahead. So, yeah, probably have a beer in the garden. Maybe not at the minute because you might be a bit cold. But, <laughs> um, yeah, just it's something you've always wanted to do and you got presented with that opportunity because of it, didn't you, Matt? That's it. And, you know, I've been on this journey for 13 years now since I qualified. So it's taken a long time to get to where I am. And I've even had a couple of people off the back of these posts contact me saying, oh, I'm in a similar position. Can uh, I have a chat with you? You know, and my door is always open. If anyone wants to chat to see what their options are, how you do it, what my ups and downs have been, my door is always open to have a chat with anybody about anything. Awesome. Yeah. Matt's all over LinkedIn. You'll see him on there. But I'll put all your social media links in the uh, in the podcast notes at the bottom there so you can have a look matt it's been a pleasure thank you very much for coming on i appreciate it Thanks very much yeah thank you Cheers, mate. speak to you later so thank you very much for listening if you feel this podcast brought you any value at all i'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast little five stars and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes we can also connect on social so you can get me on instagram facebook and linkedin all with the handle social for brokers look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all